do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And that's taken from Romans 8, 15 to 16. Now perhaps the question arises, how can I know for sure that I am born again? And then another question, what next after being born again? We see here what the experience of being born again entails. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, comes and dwells in you. It says it's not the spirit of bondage to fear. Formerly, we, we are driven from the presence of God because of our sins. But now what we have is a spirit of adoption that is the spirit that properly makes us children of God we have received you receive the moment you become born again and that spirit makes you able to truly cry out to God and call him Abba Father Abba is another word for father and Aramaic word for father but it signifies that true affection by which we can now call God our father by which you can now call God your father before you were born of God you might have one time or the other referred to God as your father yes God is the creator of all men, but not the father of all men. But those whom he recreates by his spirit can truly call God father because God gives them his spirit. It says in the next verse, the spirit himself, the Holy Spirit, bears witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. You know, the spirit is the deepest part of man, the inner man, as the scriptures refers the spirit to, beyond the mind, beyond even the emotions, the affections, the heart, there is the spirit, what God breathed into man in the beginning. By your spirit, you truly know you truly know in a way that is beyond words you know so the holy spirit bears witness with your spirit gives your spirit an an, an affirmation bears an agreement with your spirit assures your spirit that you are a child of god so you just know it deep within you you just know it you are a child of god Tell someone, hey, how are you sure you're now a child of God? 
I know I'm a child of God. I can't explain it to you. I have come to him. I have received the gift of salvation. And I have this confirmation in me that I am a child of God. The Holy Spirit is the one that makes you holy. And that's a wonderful thing about the salvation that God gives. He doesn't say, oh, come and change your ways and then I would receive you. No one can measure up to the holiness of God. But when we are willing and we come to him, he does that work of taking away our sins, cleansing us and giving us his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit becomes the one by which we can truly say, I am made holy. He washes you, he cleanses you, and he dwells in you what he has washed and made clean in the sight of God. You begin to have that sense of holiness. You can come into the presence of a holy God and call him your father because the Holy Spirit has done this work in you. He makes you holy. The righteousness that is Jesus Christ's, he bestows on you by virtue of his dwelling in you. And so you are holy. Romans 5, 1 to 2 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I want to show you here what it means to be justified. It means you are declared to be in a right standing with God. Okay, you were once guilty and now all of a sudden, as it were, by the salvation you have received, you are acquitted, you are justified, you are made just, you are made righteous. It says one thing that follows that is peace with God. You have been justified because of your faith. It says because that has happened, you have peace with God. So that's one thing the Holy Spirit gives. It's peace, but I want you to see that it comes by faith. Now, the focus is not in what you feel, but the fact that you have received the word of God, believed it, and done just what it asked you to, to do. Some people doubt and say, is it that easy to be saved? Some have held back in unbelief because they felt, nah, it's too easy. Now, that's unbelief. That's not receiving because of a lack of faith. Some say, oh, I don't feel anything. So it's not true. It says you have been justified by faith. Believe in the gospel. Believe in the word of God. Just believe what he says. My experience being saved as a young boy went out so many times.
altar call. Before then, words just began to come to me, words spoken by my mom, for instance, about where I was. I began to feel I'm not doing and living the way I ought to live. At some point, it just dawned on me that that experience began to accumulate. It just dawned on me that I was a sinner. Went to church services or always going out for altar calls. Lord have mercy, I would cry and weep. Have mercy and we forgive my sins. I kept doing this over and over again. At some point, my aunt had to speak and say, I, I always see you going out for altar calls. Why do you do that so many times? I said, ah, just want God to forgive me for my sins. I want to be a child of God. She said, if you've asked him to forgive you, believe that he has forgiven you and you also forgive yourself. Wow, that was like a light in a dark tunnel. God has forgiven me, but I'm, I'm still the one that is holding on to who I was and my sins. The moment I received that understanding and believed that he had truly done what I had asked him to, that was when the experience began. So you see that it was just hanging until I truly had the faith. The peace flooded my heart. The joy entered into my heart. The newness of life. At such a young age, the understanding that there was someone living in me. That's the Holy Spirit that made me do things I never used to love to do want to read the word of God, want to be wherever there is a fellowship, things I used to do, I, I began to find that there was a, a, a restraining power. I just couldn't do it anymore. I used to have a temper. I found that just being so miraculously withheld, like I couldn't find it in me anymore. That was just the experience I had even as a child so it comes to this you are justified by faith in jesus christ so after i'm born again will i be tempted to sin now some people ask this question okay even if i do this i'll still fall back into sin again so then what's the point what's the point why should i take this step when I cannot overcome sin. Now, understand this clearly. That God, true salvation, takes away your sins and breaks the dominion of sin over your life. He says it in Romans 6, 11, that you are now dead to sin. Romans 6, 14 goes on to say, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. I use the analogy of you working under a hostile boss in a, a poor organization but he was always committing tasks to you do this do that at night you get late calls get this job done you know you suffered for a long while under this boss and suddenly someone comes and picks you up says quit this job i'm going to give you a new job whatever held you bound he paid it off and released you from his old boss and employed you into a much bigger superior organization far 
far better, far superior. And now, you are no longer under the authority of this old boss. This old boss no longer has the right to give you those calls, to send you on those errands. So, what would make you... For example, he calls and says, I need to send this email to this organization. What will make you yield to such a request? Think about it. It's, it will only be being foolish. But I want you to know that that's the reality of the Christian life. What it means to be born again. You have been delivered from the authority of sin. Sin no longer has the power to tell you what to do. But do you see it now becomes, it becomes mind-boggling or it becomes a wonder that people who have been delivered from the power of, the sin, of sin, such an employee still gets a call and sometimes still yields. It's not because everything has not been done. I want you to, I want to make that clear distinction between what the power of God does for us and how if we yield to fully that's we let ourselves yield to fully there can be a slip there can be a doing what we ought not to do and that's as absurd as it is in the case of the employee that's just how absurd it still is in the case of a child of god that slips at any time right first john 2 1 to 2 says my little children these things i write to you so that you may not sin and if anyone sins we have an advocate with the father jesus christ the righteous and he himself is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only but also for the whole world it says do not sin You've been delivered from the power of sin. Sin no longer has power over you. So don't yield to the temptations of the devil. Don't yield to it. But still, God makes a provision for our folly and says, even when you do sin, let that not be something that discourages you or makes you feel you've been knocked out. When you slip into a moment of folly, rise up and turn to your father again he remains your father you have an advocate with him you have jesus christ who has paid the price for your sins and lives in the presence of god today as your advocate come back to him and say i've slipped i've been foolish i shouldn't have done this i put myself back under the power of what through you i have overcome i'm sorry forgive me so when you slip into a moment of folly don't stay there rise up and come out that's not who you truly are god has delivered you from the power of sin if you've given your life to him you are born again the holy spirit gives you that witness in your spirit that you are a child of god let nothing change your mind concerning this let your faith be established in this 
as long as you are in him by faith in what he has done and applying yourself to that faith, the outworking of it in desiring and doing what he wants, he is in you. Nothing can change this but unbelief. People turn away from Christ because they no longer believe. Anyone that continues in sin has not truly believed. But his salvation you receive by faith, by believing in what he has done and receiving it. And like we read here, even when you fall, believe that he has made a provision for your restoration and come back. Let there be no moment. Don't, don't spare the moment. Don't let it linger. Come back to him and you will be restored. He himself, as Jesus Christ, is the propitiation for our sins and not for our sins alone, but also for the whole world. The wrath of God is held back because of the sacrifice that Jesus Christ has paid for your sins and for the sins of the world he is waiting for to also come to him. God bless you. I've made my decision.